the kayfabe crunch is democratized thanks to vote 2020 today is the day the day you vote for your president of the wrestling media association of america whether you vote for establishment diplomat larry hornbill or establishment fascist georgie ballenbew our industry stays healthy if you vote we're all gonna die aren't we The Kayfabe Crunch. Spin the news. Make the news. You just don't declare it. They'll never find out. Good news. This is your Kayfabe Crunch for Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. I'm Alan Ankle-Lock. Coming up, we have all the latest from Raw. Plus, we reveal WWE's pay-per-view schedule for 2021 in something of a crunch exclusive. But first, in grappling history, in 1997, Perry Saturn made his WCW debut, instantly winning the television championship. Now he ran rings around his opponents without becoming a gassed giant, and a third pun based on his surname being Saturn. <clears throat> lazy writers. And in 1998, Jesse the Body Ventura was elected governor of Minnesota. By doing so, he helped set the precedent for unqualified TV celebrities running for office. Contributing to the living hellscape we find ourselves in today. Thank you so much for hitting play on this edition. We apologize for no new issue this past Saturday. As I stated, I was busy conducting my interview with former Marine and 1960s wrestler, General Dredd. And that interview will be released... never. And now, let's get on with the legend labelling news. Top story, it's crowded at the top. Orton opened Raw and touted his long list of accomplishments. 14-time champion, greatest wrestler ever, and something about two dangerous consonants and a rather perturbed vowel. The usual. The one key takeaway from this is that he no longer considers himself a legend killer, and that he is now officially a legend. Now, our experts have been working tirelessly overnight, no supper, not even gruel, to find out if Orton does indeed qualify for legend status. So, let's take a look at their findings. Yeah, fine, you can sleep now, I, I don't care. <clears throat> Randy Orton debuted over 20 years ago. Check. He has won over five world titles or accomplishments of equivalent value. Check. He has main evented a WrestleMania, check. And most importantly, he has made Vince McMahon a whole lot of fat cheddar. Check, check, check. Yes, this isn't just spin from the Viper. Randy Orton is in fact a legend. And he may have to actually kill himself now, but that's a, that's a developing story. The WWE title picture then got very crowded very fast. Alexa Bliss threatened the arrival of The Fiend, but McIntyre appeared instead. 
slamming his plates of meat into Orton's fizz hole. Then, The Miz attempted to cash in his freshly buttered briefcase. But McIntyre put a stop to that too, landing yet another Claymore, handing them out like Mel Gibson before a battle. No, I, I don't mean Braveheart, I mean Mel Gibson himself. Yeah, yeah, he does that. He, he's, the man's insane. Later in the night, McIntyre won a handicap match against Miz and Morrison before being RKO'd by Orton, who in turn was laughed at by The Fiend. Just like climbing Everest in late July, well, in any other year apart from 2020, although I suppose climbing a mountain is pretty socially distanced, so maybe the... Look, I know this year has stunted tourism, but rich people, they always find loopholes, and, and they're the ones climbing Everest, so... Look, it's getting crowded at the top is what I'm trying to say. Like the headline, I'm trying to tie the link between the two. No, go on, play the sting. And now it's time for your fast count. The chief at the table of news. Braun Strowman qualifies for the Survivor Series team. He's ecstatic as his 2020 hobbies include gathering in groups of five or more. Retribution decided to show dominance by attacking Tucker, the man who had to show dominance by attacking Otis, the man who eats sandwiches. Elias resorts to scatological tactics in guitar on a pole match. Oh my God, Elias threw a stool at Hardy. Angel Gaza offers a rose to that special someone out there. The flower-eating aliens of Shrubbery 5 are especially aroused. The announce table once again has Alana put through it. That's the seventh week in a row this announce table has had to suffer. Hashtag pray for tables. The New Day agree their 10-time champions ending the confusion of what happened three weeks ago. There's no joke there, that was just an inconsistency that annoyed us, and as fans, we're glad it's cleared up. The Raw team refuses to take orders from AJ Styles. The alarm bells came when he ordered them to literally walk to the edge of the earth. In the Firefly Funhouse, Abby the Witch only had to pay 10 cents for saying the word f But there was a $5 bill in the swear jar, which means someone must have said, Go f yourself, you f***ing b You pickled sh You're an ambient b of the highest f***ery. F***ing flip-flops, misplaced galoshes. And that's your fast count. You've been counted out. Show him how much you love me. In a Crunch exclusive, we can reveal that next year, WWE will attempt something not seen in the entire wrestling industry since... Well, well, since TNA in 2003, to be fair, they, they did this too. It's going to be a full calendar year of weekly pay-per-view events. Now, this information is, of course, per Dave Smelter of the Grappling Ogler. And I know we just said this was a Crunch exclusive, but 
just like every other wrestling media news outlet, what we mean by that is we are the first ones to exclusively steal this information from Big Dave. This decision is reported to have been made this past week thanks to a successful Halloween havoc. So the general idea is to bring back a lot of classic pay-per-view names and have them as live specials on the network every single week. How wonderful. So let's just begin, shall we? Let's reveal all 52 pay-per-view events that will take place next year. Events will take place each and every Sunday, as is tradition. January 2021, we have New Year's Revolution, followed by New Year's Evolution, a women's only event apart from the return of Santina Morella. Then the third week, New Year's Dissolution, followed by the Royal Rumble Night 1 and the Royal Rumble Night 2 to close out the month. With 75 competitors in each Royal Rumble match, it truly is too big for just one night. February will see February to Capillary, which is a sort of play on November to remember, don't really know how that works. On the 14th, we have St. Valentine's Day Massacre, it's back. Third week sees No Way Out, and finally, the Elimination Chamber. Moving across to March now, a mix of old and new. Just quickly, we have Roadblock, Fast Lane, Check Engine Light, and finally, three-point turn into oncoming traffic. April, of course, begins with WrestleMania. Night 1, followed by WrestleMania Night 2 the following weekend, followed by WrestleMania Night 3 the, the weekend after that, and last of all, WrestleMania the final night to close out the month of months. May will be all about revenge for those WrestleMania matches. And there are five Sundays this month, so we've got Backlash, Payback, Compensation, Reparation, and Retribution. I'm guessing all members of the Anarchic Stable will be competing that night, if, if they're still together by then. June begins with Extreme Rules. The Horror Show? followed by the return of Cyber Sunday, and then Digital Daddy's Day, which is the same concept as Cyber Sunday except on Father's Day, and only daddies can vote. And Money in the Bank rounds out that month. July is a month of returning pay-per-view names, and I think you'll agree these are the shows that fans have been clamoring for for, well, for two decades now. So the four pay-per-view events are Sin, Greed, Lust, and Sloth. Lust is another women's-only pay-per-view as we take things back 20 years, and Sloth doesn't sound too exciting, but it should be noted that Orange Cassidy's AEW contract is up that month, so you never know. The month of August is all about celebrating the summer. So to kick things off, we've got the Great American Bash, followed by Bash at the Beach, Bash at the Exclusive Island Resort, Bash at the Flash Mob, and Bash at the SummerSlam. Wow, 35 down, 17 to go. I'm, I'm so glad I scrapped the idea to do this as a parody of the poker rap, like rap all the names of the pay-per-view events that have ever happened. That would have been, well... 
more embarrassing than this, put it that way. September 2021 begins with Night of Champions and Clash of Champions, each the only night of the year where all titles are defended, and the second half of the month will see the finals of both the Cruiserweight Classic and the May Young Classic. That's right, both tournaments will return and be held in the same month. Interesting fact time. September of next year will be the first month where WWE produces more hours of content than there is time in the actual month itself. We recommend setting up two or three screens for simultaneous viewing, or simply apply bleach to your eyes. October sees the return of Fall Brawl, Breaking Point, and Fatal 4-Way. Didn't, didn't make those last two up, those are real. Hell in a Cell followed by Halloween Havoc on the night itself. That's right, Vince loved what it did for NXT, so he's decided it's his now. Oh, and at this point, I should mention that half of the weekends next year will also include a takeover on the Saturday before the pay-per-view. So that's 26 takeovers and 52 pay-per-views. In November, we have November to remember, Spring Stampede for for some reason, Survivor Series, and the hellacious Hanukkah, as WWE begins a new holiday tradition. Speaking of holidays, December closes out the year with a series of festive specials. TLC remains at the start of the month, followed by Armageddon some good presents this year. Then it's the fight before Christmas, and the first ever Boxing Day blowout where Tyson Fury will make his much-anticipated return to face Slapjack. And there you have it, the full pay-per-view schedule for 2021. Whether these events are held in the Thunderdome, a baseball stadium, or back on the road, we're in for an exciting series of events. Although it goes without saying, plans subject to change. And there's just time to check on the nest of eggs we have here in the studio. Three mysterious eggs beneath an intricate series of heat lamps. They're due to hatch around Thanksgiving, so fingers crossed, no giant turkeys. Oh, look at those guys just resting in a delicate avian cocoon. Ah, such a simple existence. Anyway, we'll be keeping an eye on them all month and... Oh, God. Okay. Sh um, should they look like that on the inside? No. It's because I've killed them. Okay. Um, can someone clean this up? This is... I don't want to look at this anymore. Was going to be a recurring segment, but I've dropped the nest and killed the birds. Okay. Join us Saturday when we'll ask, Does the tribal chief have tribal beef? And remember, you can support this podcast by listening back to old episodes you might have missed. It's a great way to hear what wrestling was like just a few months ago, and to pass the time as your body slowly decays. This has been the Kayfabe Crunch, your not-quite-daily, not-quite-news bump for the world of professional wrestling. The Kayfabe Crunch is democratized thanks to Vote 2020. Breaking news! Today's election has been changed to a no-countout 
no disqualification, falls count anywhere match. The winner won't be declared for at least a week. And in the meantime, it's an all-out brawl where we're the Lumberjacks. God bless the Wrestling Media Association of America. The Cave Abe Crunch.